0: Welcome back to the podcast, um, two games we've had since our last show, uh, it hasn't been, how's your Easter been KF, because it hasn't been good in the Derry City front, um, we we're just back in from the Brandywell, uh thawing out here, um, and it was another poor showing.
1: It was, uh, and you're right, we we had a decent enough Easter of sitting, <laughs> watching TV and Netflix <laughs> and you know, I not even have any Easter eggs, it's not like me. Uh, That's a lie. No, it's true, actually. That doesn't mean I'll not have any. Uh, But no, uh, as for Derry City and football-wise, look, it hasn't been a good Easter at all. It's been a shocking Easter. Two, Two defeats, two home defeats. And to be honest, two performances that just weren't anywhere near what you need to be if you want to be up. Challenging for honours. There's no two ways about it. Like
0: No. And what do we know how our predictions were? You couldn't have been any further from the mark. No. Well, I think I had 3-0 against Draw. one
1: I had 2-0. And then tonight I was... At least I was giving both a goal. Which technically is true. They did get a goal. Fortunately, I gave Derry two goals. And that, that, that I don't think they were going to get two goals if we were still playing.
0: That's funny because nobody would have predicted those two results. You know, you've got two games... Uh, particularly with, with um, Bohemians meeting Shamrock Rovers on a Friday night, you thought, right, this is tiny make-up of ground, and then that was just a, a dismal performance against Drogheda. Uh, well, I we'll suppose what we can talk about that match first, Kiev. Uh just not what we expected. It was dire, it was, it was, the tempo was slow, there was very few chances created, uh, and obviously referees come to the fore again. Uh, look, the chances created is the concerning thing,
1: there's mm. no denying it, and you know, the, the, the possession-based football, it's great, but you do need to have a bit more of a tempo. You need to be sort of, you know, creating chances in the final third, and that's been the big problem. They haven't been... Even all the home games this season, their probably best performance this season was against Dundalk. But if you, you know, look back at the cold day-to-day, at all the games of the Brandwell, particularly this year, keepers haven't have left the will you know, picking up man the match performances. Yeah. They had to make this save and that save, and Derry They've dominated They've dominated possession. But possession doesn't win you games, you know, and, and that's been the case for today. Lovely they to watch in the eye, but you're getting this stage where teams know how they play against them. It's they're been coming. very predictive. exactly. It? Like there's, it's there's it's
0: uh, predictable. It's like you know, they're, they're just sideways passing at times. We've got just one guy up, up top, Jamie McGonigal. Uh You know, obviously we're missing Mickey Duffy. You know, that who's gonna make things happen for you. But it's just become so predictable. Uh, you know, especially at home. When teams are coming up and, and they've got that game plan where they will sit in. You know, that, that was what Droghalla were very well organised. We knew they were going to be. But I think there's no getting away with the fact that... As, as poor as the match had started, it was the the, the whole tempo of the game. Uh, it was just destroyed by the... the first of all, the first set half, off, which was... Uh, well,
1: I, both of us have different opinions. We
0: do, we do. Because when it happened, I thought oh, he lunged a bit. Uh he obviously got the ball when I when I seen it in the replay as well. Too you you thought you thought no I was it was it's a foul.
1: Aye, but I, I, thought, I thought he won the ball. I didn't think mm. it was I certainly didn't think it was a red card. I thought it was a yellow card at 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 best. Uh, then when you're here now, in the cold light of day coming on Monday night, where as I say we're on here recording it. By all accounts, it was he was sent off for being denying a, a goal scoring opportunity, yeah. which wasn't really the case because there was a centre half coming across. And then you're sort of going, that's why your will be haven't having appealed or didn't appeal it. Because if they had appealed it, he would have got a two match. He may have lost the appeal and then get an extra game. Hmm. So for a one, for, for a denying a goal scoring opportunity, you only get one match suspension. So they should sort have of just went, hey, well, hold their hand up. Just yeah. take the one instead of appealing it.
0: But I think I I, I kind of beg the differ here because it different there because, all right, there was a covering defender, but... It was in on an angle as well too. He would have got a shot on goal, like you know it wasn't an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. But you know, I, th- I think overall it was a harsh decision. Like you know, obviously as with a rose-tinted glasses on, you're you're ticking it and you're thinking, "I red card all day long." But even Patrick McIlvaney afterwards was chatting about. You know, he used the term. It was the red card decisions were game wreckers. The Cameron McDaniel one, he felt. You know the referee was was doing his utmost. They they even it up in the first opportunity they got. Two two fouls, Cameron McDaniel. Two silly fouls. One on the halfway line. The one that got him sent off ultimately, but it was it was soft and it was. Uh, you know, normally I would th- you would think a referee goes right next one and, and remember you're in a you're in a booking, you're you're uh, off next time. But it was just it was a wee bit of a case of even it up. He felt
1: well. It does. It's a case of when you're when you're Cameron McDaniel and it's in the halfway line, and it's actually closer to Rory Higgins' bench, so that's more <laughs> in the, the, the other half. Hmm. Do you really need to make any type of challenge? I know, I, I'm trying to help Especially the when they were... Butt.
0: Apparently they were warned before they went out. That was the last thing they told them. Rory Higgins was saying, listen, don't give them a chance to even it up, uh, and then lo and behold,
1: That's the thing that's going to be frustrating for, for Rory, and as a case where you're looking at things, and the referee evening up and whatever else, but because Cameron's made the challenge... Given that chance, mm. and uh, look to be honest, he, it is probably a second booking on the halfway line. And maybe in another day, as you say, he might have had a wee chat with him and says, Look, you know, you do that again, you're on a caution. But look, these things just at the minute aren't going Derry's way. No. You know, there's numerous decisions over the last number of weeks, particularly at the Brandywell.
0: Yeah. We'll hurt back because you, you made the point about you know the, the possession, based football, or whatever they're having a lot of the ball, but. They're, they're not being clinical in that final third. They're not creating enough guilt age chances. They had, f- like, 40 minutes playing against 10 men against Drahada at home. You've got to be punishing them, haven't you? You've got to be creating well, more.
1: this is it. And I know, you know, everybody's sort of saying, you know, the, the, the style of play and keeping possession and maybe putting two up top. And that's the case, you know, when you're sort of thinking about 40 minutes against 10 men, you're still playing. It's, it, it is free up top, technically, but the two <coughs> wide men are possibly too wide and they're not getting close enough to Jamie McGonigal. So, look, it's just to be honest, it's a wee bit modern football too. If you can tell me the last team that plays 4-4-2, and, you know, it, it just doesn't happen. They sort of play with these three high high-wingers stroke strikers that, like, they cut on side and have shots in it. It's just the way it is. You don't you don't normally see two out-and-out strikers anymore. It's just a modern game. You sort of If you play two up front, you normally leave end space in space and midfield, and that's just the way things are. But, you're right, I think, possibly against Djokhoda. you could have maybe brought Keane Cavanaugh a lot earlier, free two up front and says, right, let's get at them. But look, it was, was just one of them nights where unfortunately they're happening too many times at the Brandywell. They're just not clicking at all.
0: Yeah, Rory said in the build-up to the match, Yeah, he was a wee bit sort of annoyed that people were asking him, you know, the big match on Monday night against Bohemians. And I thought, don't overlook Djokhoda. Djokhoda are a dogged team. We've struggled against them in the past here. But then... It's, you know, you can argue that there potentially was a wee bit of a bit of complacency sort of creeping in in terms of has team selection for a start. Now, you, Patrick Michael you know, arguably your best player, An uh, arguably <laughs> like starting, starting on you, the bench, way. starting on the bench, you know, and, and the, that's a guy who's going to hurt them, uh, hurt a team who's, who's going to be well organized and compact. You're going to have him on, on the team, like just they sort of engineer something in that final third. He took a chance as defence afterwards, where really it was the fact that you know history sort of told uh, him that two games. two games in quick succession with Patrick, it's not a, a risk worth taking. Now it's just bad luck, but but we watched tonight. Um, obviously, we're speaking here Easter Monday night after the the, the defeat of the Bohemians, and, and there was a, a the sight of Patrick McIlhinney coming out of the changing rooms and crutches. Is, was was not one that we wanted to see and that's not, not good news you know that uh, we don't know obviously how bad it is or what the injury yeah. is if it's precautionary because he, he was sort of he did seem to have a bit of a niggle at, at half time he was it was warming up uh, um, with Kevin McCready just before the second half started so potentially he was carrying a wee bit of a niggle but that's that, that's an, an injury you don't want to be having there, especially with all the, the other key guys that are out at the moment. Well,
1: well that's happening. you know. Uh right why I little the one a weeks ago hoping that you you know, you could get boys back like O'Reilly and Michael Duffy and Cameron and you wouldn't need to throw them on straight away. You could freeze them in twenty minutes year from But now you're gonna to have to throw them in, you know, you're getting to that stage where, you know, Adam O'Reilly had I played the full ninety minutes a night and, you know, it's a big game for him, you're playing the league leaders. Uh, and now Patrick has, has went off and you're going they don't talk again on Sunday and it's look ideally as Alan Reynolds says to his last week they haven't even clicked yet and they have to get everybody back and that is true but you want to try and get a wee bit of momentum going and it's the we keep we don't like to keep saying but the home form has to be concerning to be fair to Higgins, he's admitting that that look it's not good enough I'm not going to excuse the fact our, way form, or our home form sorry but it is. it's just when teams are coming to the brand they will now even Bohemians uh, let's see we're chatting here in the morning even Bohemians tonight no no was probably a fair result tonight hmm. Brian Maher I don't remember having a save and Gene Talbot had a couple lit on when Daryl and made a few Kevin and Jordan backing up so yeah, no, don't get me wrong but both came up quite happy keep a clean sheet if we get to on the break we'll be absolutely delighted they got it they got the penalty, they get the one, they go back down the road. Derry, at home, we keep saying it. teams are going to sit down. then it's up to Derry, they have the quality of player. Is it maybe the tempo's not quick enough to get in behind, get at teams? It's a. It's picking a pass, it's, teams are now doubling up and rain grading. Things they got there, it's just going up against them, but this is the time for the players, for Derry, and for, as I say, the players, and they think about what way do we have to change this up oh, on a pitch. They have to do it there too. Can't be just around the sidelines, players in the pitch thinking during the game, right, well, what do we have to do, get here, get there? These things have to be sort of looked at, and I would say it's going to be one of them where sooner or later they have to start up in the tempo.
0: You, you wonder what it is, because it's a big pitch, they've got all that space they run into with a winger with, with the Ben Doherty on the one side going out, and um, <clears throat> Ryan Graydon, as you mentioned, but the home form. If you're gonna go and win a league title, you need to be better at home. You need to be getting picking up more points. That's ten points dropped in the last yeah. the last four home games. You know, um, big opportunity. They they sort of close the gap at the top uh, against Bohemians and against we we draw as well Friday night. But it doesn't happen. Um, and it's like twenty three points they dropped at home last last season. I think it was, which ultimately cost them. Yeah. Challenging for the league title. league title. I know it was there was thirteen points in the end, but but that the last that two like, yeah. Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk, I, I think back to back defeats at home. Yeah. Sort of you know at that stage that the, the league title was over. Um, but in saying that, you've, you've just got to have a good home form. Like you know they're great in the road, but um, you know ten points already dropped. That's that's a wee bit worrying. It is, and as I say,
1: there are so many things. I just think. They, they, they need to play quicker football. I know, uh, as it says, we both feel the day. sideways and back and keeping possession. And, you know, teams can wear teams down. The great Barcelona team with Pep Guardiola, the Man City team. I always remember Gary Neville saying Roy Keane, the Roy team, the Man United team is just tired. You just eventually get tired. That's fine. But the great Barcelona, the great Manchester City team we're then taking chances, we're creating chances, not just the tying teams out. They also
0: had a mess here, in Aguero.
1: That's, that is true, and Kevin De Bruyne, I get <laughs> all that, but what I'm saying is, they may have made teams tired, but then when they needed to left the tempo, they played a pass, and they got to go, they're making teams maybe tired, but it's sideways and back, and you're not really running, you know, the, the team that you're playing against can just stay in blocks, mm. and just go sideways, they don't need their own forward, they just stare around, they can play sideways, and keep in there, and then from trying to get on behind them, and the, that's the thing at the minute where you're putting a lot of pressure in Patrick Magillini. No. and they play a worldly pass, to set boys up to.
0: Well, what do you think needs to change in terms of us maybe team selection? Because there's a lot of players who who play similar positions. Who play they're lovely technically, technically fantastic on the ball, but but at the minute and and they can hurt teams when they're on their on their game. But there's there's you know too many players just just taking that wee bit of depth and form over that over recent games. Like so, what do you change that's going to be more? More di- direct, more uh, effective in that final third and, and open teams up a bit more?
1: Well I think Adam O'Reilly is now a big player mm. in the next uh, couple of weeks coming up but he gets match fitness, match sharpness, I think he can be a big, big player there's no denying that uh, He's great energy about him doesn't he? he, does. he? Like it's there's, like no, there's no two, two ways on. about that like Jordan Maganoff can probably feel a wee bit uh, disappointed that he, you know, won February's play of the month and start off like a house on and just another boys, we better formatted up than things, but it's all about. You know, we don't see training, so you have to see what boys are like in training because they always say what you do in training you carry it out mm. on their pitch. So you know these boys that are in training that, that aren't starting, are they doing it in training? Are they showing? Right, I want to give you a selection headache. You know, I, I should be getting that ahead of him. As Keane Cavanaugh doing enough, they maybe get ahead of Jimmy McGonigal? uh, or is it Keane Cavanaugh doing enough? They linking up with Jimmy, they maybe try and change fingers, all these things at
0: the minute, are probably Rory's going to be is going to be looking at it. There's no doubt about it. Well, obviously 1-0. The, the penalty was the, the big deciding factor on the night, and again a controversial refereeing decision. Uh, Rory wasn't happy afterwards. Um, again, it's, be, it's been a bit of a recurring theme where where these big decisions by the match officials are, are affecting the game or deciding the game. Um, now, Derry have been on the wrong end of them probably more often than, than not. But they've also had some going on their favour in recent games as well, Caveat has to be said that like, in fairness. But um the, the the one tonight definitely was a, a, a controversial one. But um uh, we'll we'll hear what Rory Higgins had to say about that incident, um where Chris Twardek was, was well went to ground we'll say in the box.
1: That's putting it politely <laughs>
2: Certainly a game we didn't deserve to lose, uh, without doubt. I um, don't think Brian Myers had a save make in the game. Uh, the penalties, just not a penalty. I'm, I'm normally quite... Uh, I don't know what the right word is, but I'm normally quite fair to referees when, when I speak. That's not a penalty. If anything, the one before that on Ben Doherty's a penalty. And if you look at the last four home games... Sligo, where with a goal sorry, Dundalk, where one of their players blatantly should have been sent off uh, for cynical fouling Sligo, uh, where a goal disallowed, that shouldn't have been disallowed, Th- they evened it up last week by giving Cameron McJanet a second yellow, that shouldn't have been a second yellow, and then Bowes have got a penalty tonight uh, that shouldn't have been a penalty don't get me wrong, our home form hasn't been good enough but that's, that's unacceptable tonight, that Penalty shouldn't have been a penalty, and and it uh, and it sort of allows him to sit in and defend and whatever. But um, I think that them type of decisions are costing us too much at the minute. And, and don't get me wrong, we should be doing better at home in particular. But you can't you can't deny the fact that uh, it, it's hurting us a wee bit at the minute. I think it was the game was nip and tuck. Uh, they get a penalty out of the blue and um, and then you have to go and force the issue and then they're hanging on. So naturally, they're going to defend their box. Naturally, we're going to put crosses in the box and, and we had three, four good chances towards the end and and we certainly uh, didn't deserve to lose the game. That's what I would say. Every team has a, a wee period and a season where it's not free-flowing, it's not going according to plan. But um, when it's not going according to plan, you have to try and get some sort of result out of the game. It wasn't to be tonight, but on on, on Friday um, I probably questioned the players' drive and, and, and passion to go and win the game, but I can't do that tonight. I thought we competed really well. I thought we showed an urgency, particularly second half, and a drive, and um, that can't be questioned tonight, but uh, again, just really, really disappointed at the, the decision to give them a penalty, and, and then the away team gives them something to hang on to. There's no doubt about it. We I would like to have someone in they the, uh, work alongside, but uh, it's not straightforward. And, and I remember in the, me, my first season here, I went a full season on my own. So it's something that I don't want to do again. Um, I want to try and make sure that we, we get something sorted in and, the and not too distant future. And, and uh, I, particularly for myself, the bounce ideas off and, and, and to be there for me. and, and uh, I will see what happens now in the, in, the, in the coming week or so. It's really
0: probably concerning now, right? I know it was just the, the penalty decision, the decision of the
2: home. Aye, ah, you right? don't. Of course, it's 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 four, uh, two draws, two defeats in our last four at home. It's not acceptable. But the the like Brian Maher hasn't received the mic tonight. He, he, he hasn't. He they've got a penalty that shouldn't have been a penalty, and. Uh, we definitely didn't didn't deserve to lose the game. Of course, our home farm is a bit of a concern, but um, and as I said, in, in every in every season, nothing's ever rosy. It's not always rosy, sorry. And uh, but I've no doubt that we can we can turn this around at home and and uh, start picking up points here. I'm not defending our home farm at all, but there's been major incidents within them four games that I feel have cost us.
0: That was uh, obviously Rory Higgins, far from happy uh, with the performance. Not, not that the performance of the referee, but that this particular decision. Uh, he he's feeling that that hard done by by these decisions that that are costing his team points.
1: It is, you know, he alluded to the the last four home games at the Brandywell. Then Doc had a player that fouled multiple times. I think it was Mr Slogger. was lucky to stay in the pitch. And you have Slego, Jimmy McGonigal, has a goal that's allowed. He also might have had John Mahan could have been sent off that night, picked up a booking. the the obviously the two red cards. He wasn't happy with Cameron McJanice. He didn't think it was a booking at all. He thought it was just there to even up. And tonight against Bohemians, the penalty is very soft. Uh, anybody, like we were sitting beside Owen Crozier, Mark McCann, and they had it all uh and watched away, and they seen and they just went, It's never a penalty. We looked at it and ah, I definitely look, it looks like O'Neill gets back Ben Doherty's won the ball and Kyrdek as you say has went down and it's it's baffling too because Neil Doyle is probably in my opinion the He's best well, referee in the league he
0: is and he was well placed he was 10 I, yards from that
1: and, he he and, and then he gave it and there he just a couple of minutes before it. Ben Doherty seemed to be charged on the and the whole crowd shouted about it yeah. and he didn't give it and Rory alluded to that same one, and they give it the next day, and they don't.
0: You seen those ones given though, where where he's, the, he's he's going for the man rather than the ball. The ball ends up ten yards away from the actual like the barge. Aye, so say. Like he was shoulder to shoulder, but it's still, you know, he, it could be interpreted as a foul as well. He,
1: although the only thing that he get away with there, needless, he gave a corner. So maybe right he's thinking, did he get a ball part of the ball or whatever? I, look, I'm trying to be kind in there, but uh, look, the penalty. Absolutely changes the game. Which we alluded at the Bohemians; didn't have
0: a shot. No, but and it was only ever going to be a, a, a goal that was going one. to decide it, wasn't yeah. it? The, the way it was, it was a cagey affair. Um, but but we were speaking to Ollie uh, O'Neill afterwards as well too, who was in total dismay about like the the, the refereeing and in, in this league. Like, obviously, he's coming with a fresh pair of eyes, uh, and and he just thought, you know, what what was that about? This is like like literally just. Went in front of the guy. Uh, there was no contact. He felt, um, and then he looked at the referee. He couldn't believe that he had pointed to the spot. But I think from him, he, like he he's coming as I said with a fresh pair of eyes from 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 England, and he, and he's he's sort of like he's in fairness to him, he's got the physicality. Uh, he's he's shown that sort of aspect of his game, and he's and he he's enjoying the physicality of the league. But he's saying... this. There wasn't even any. There was no contact. They have a to, for the penalty here. Like so, he's just bemused by the standard of refereeing and refereeing decisions in recent weeks. Where he's, he's sort of going, right. This is what's all about. This is this is. We heard Damon off recently saying this is holding the league back. Yeah. All the standards, the players, everything else is is going up. But the the standard of refereeing decisions is is holding hold the league back. Uh, I heard uh, Jake Mulroney, is uh, some on on a uh, doing a, a piece as well too there, and he said the same thing that he's coming from from America, fresh pair of eyes, and thinking you know the standard here is really good. This this could be like a fantastic league. It is a fantastic book, but it could be even better yeah. if these decisions of the pitches were better and the refereeing and stuff was like more that. professional.
1: Uh, look, there's no doubt about it. You know, The elephant in the room as the officials. You know, Everybody every week, every game virtually there's some manager, some player that's coming out with something about the officiating in their game. And, you know, no disrespect they can't all be wrong. At some <sighs> stage somebody has to look at this and say, here, or maybe we're making a wee mistake We need to do so many. Maybe try and professionalize it more. Whatever, something has to give here because Damien Duff's right. The standards are up, the crowds are up, the energy in the league, the people their eyes watching the league, that it's, it's it's there to just tick off. But if you keep every week talking about officials, fans are going to go. Ugh, what's the point? You know what I mean? Is it going to tick off? And that's that's a thing where. It has to be looked at, because not everybody can be wrong, and to be fair to Harry Higgins, his four comments after the game tonight, he's right. <laughs> you know, they are massive moments They're in the game. all facts. All facts. There's no, there's no <laughs> two ways about it. They are all facts. Craig Sloggett was a lucky boy that night. should have been sent off. Not against Craig, to be He's a good lad. Uh, but he should have went. You know, numerous f- uh, fouls. Yes, uh, you then have McGonagall should have another goal tally, or goal days tally this season. Yeah, that's allowed. Uh, okay, people will beg the offer the keeper doesn't move, and all this. We, we get all that there in the Sligo goal, but there was a massive mistake by the referee, there's no two ways about it. And then you, you fast forward the Johada, two big decisions again. Johada rightfully will feel shouldn't have been a red card, and then obviously, Cam McJanet ends even up. And then tonight, the penalty. It's one of them you sort of have to believe it. They see it saying it's very soft. That's a polite way of saying it's yeah. never a building.
0: But then, like from a referee's point of view, you've got to be sure that there's been contact made before. If, if there's something like you're you're a wee bit dubious about it, then then you don't give it. You know, it, you have to be certain in your head that that's a, that. that Ollie O'Neill went on and he's 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 taking a player, hasn't taken the ball. But as I said, he was very frustrated after, like a, like a wee bit dismayed. I is a word. Uh, and we'll, we'll hear from Ollie O'Neill here afterwards.
3: It's decided by other people where it's out of our control. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's strange. I mean, I think we've, we feel we've had four weeks on the spin now with some very bizarre decisions. You can all see for yourself, like, in terms of a performance it was definitely better than Friday night and there's more commitment and application and stuff. So I'm sure that'll come good over time. Well obviously
0: you were in the like the action when the penalty was given, but can you talk us through exactly what, what your view on it
3: was? Yeah, I mean like yeah. I stepped in front of him and cleared the ball or whatever, which is never a foul at any level of level of football. I mean I come from like I've come from academy football and people go, Oh, you're going into a physical league and then you get blown off for of fouls like that, it doesn't really add up. And I mean, the fact that Ben Doherty won, which I mean was worse because Ben Doherty was in front and onto the ball. So inconsistency within about five minutes is insane. Yeah. And,
0: and as you said, it's a recurring theme,
3: you know, this last year. always on the spin yeah. Like, where it's just this outside factor that goes, oh, no, we're going to change this game of football like that. And I mean, I don't know where the accountability is or what the setup's like in terms of refereeing across the league, but. There's obviously something going wrong.
0: How do you respond to that on the pitch as players, you know, when you, when something goes against you so badly? like
3: Yeah, like, it's hard. I mean, that's why you have to try and keep your head and and, and deal with it. But uh, just that kind of flip of a coin, like, oh, no, we're going to change the game now because we feel like it is, is bizarre. Um, but to be fair, like, probably in terms of the pressure of the last 15, 20 minutes was a good reaction to that.
0: What about the, the home form here? Obviously, it's a big big factor, big talking point because of the results, obviously mm. some of the performances have, have been better
3: and probably deserve better in some games Yeah, like um, we know we have to take more points at home it's kind of as simple as that um, and I think if we keep getting performances it will come because it's kind of taking a lot of decisions and luck to turn those some of those games against us um, but yeah, we, we have to take more points at home, it's that simple You're sort of glad that you're on the road though for, for Sunday uh, nah, like, we enjoyed playing at home, do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, on to Sunday now. Beat on
0: As I said, like, you know, Ollie was just sort of really disappointed uh, and, and as I said, it's becoming a, a running sort of recurring theme now in, in the league. It's that's costing the team, and it must be disheartening. Like I asked them, "There, you know, how, how do you respond from you know a setback like that on the pitch?" Uh, and it's just you just have to sort of get on with. It. There's nothing you can do, and, and it's like obviously there he went and they they huffed and puffed in the last uh, few minutes, but but just couldn't break them down and. You know, they, they probably probably deserved a, a a draw out of the match. I don't think anybody deserved they won that match. No, that's... You know, so that's, it's frustrating for them.
1: That is, and it, it is... For, for the likes of, Olive just come in. He wants to get things going. He wants to be getting the, the crowd going. He knows the will fan base. He, he's looked under before he joined the club, all that type of thing. And he's probably sort of sitting the the will going, this isn't part of the script. Like, you know, he, particularly his last four games where we're, we're not getting what we want, the... They alluded to coming to the Brandyville too because of the manager and the way they want to play and the style of playing. Just at the minute it's just not clicking. And from his point of view, he's getting his game time, he's getting his minutes. It's just now trying to turn, not just him, the team too, have to turn these minutes and game time and the points and the victories.
0: Yeah. And as one of the, the, the attacking players in the team as well too, obviously the onus is on him to be that bit more creative or come down, break down teams as well too. So they're I, I don't think they're too far away. I just I just think, and they've been unlucky with it in terms of their home matches and dropping points and, you know, different decisions going against them. But it's still, and, and Rory said in his interview there, you heard him, that, you know, it is worrying. It's concerning, like, you know. Well, so. it's
1: up to, you know, 10 points uh, dropped. Uh, they've, they've scored one for open Play in their last five games, too. Yeah. You know, they're two that will go against Sligo, set Play, down at Shelburne. Which is something that they haven't been doing before. No, exactly, so they rectified the that. Ah, exactly. I mean. So it's just trying to get that balance. There's no doubt about it. It's getting that balance. And, and look, Rory and his coaching staff will be looking to get that sorted. And that's a big thing with the coaching staff too. I know it was alluded to in the interview about Rennie going and it just coincided with two defeats We we Rene going. Uh, look, I think Rory has, says himself he, he wants to get a number two in. He had the first year he was on, he had the most of the season where he was there on his own. He doesn't want that to happen again this year. And, you know, there's there's candidates or memes, whatever way you want to put it out there, like it all right, will be talked about. The usual John, suspects. The usual suspects. Paddy McLaughlin been mentioned. Uh, looks as if he may have lost out in the league title up there. They're still challenging for Europe, obviously. I'm getting of won the league yet, I might add, but uh, they're getting that way. Uh, you then have obviously Paul Higgarty's been number two with Stephen Keaney. Obviously, recently he was up with uh Ollie Horgan of Fun Harps. He would know the league, he would know both leagues be able to be honest. Well,
0: in fairness, out all the candidates, like it's a guy who could
1: come come straight away, yeah. Knowing the players,
0: not. and as you say, know in the league, so yeah. he, he's he's a man who could just slot in immediately. He's got that sort of relationship with, with Rory as well, too. Which is when we spoke to Rory about uh Rennie's replacements, it was a guy he needs to know and trust and understand,
2: yeah,
0: but has his way of, of being and and. Get the get the players on board very quickly.
1: Well this is that. Uh you're right, all, all them boxers would be ticked with Higgs, as you should say. Uh Cape all another name that's sort of bad yeah. at about we're sort of looking at north west, Northern Ireland based. Uh, I don't know if
0: sometimes uh, like it, it can work better, like it, like a Rennie really where somebody from, from the down south from Dublin, from surrounding areas there who have a have contacts in terms of players and recruiting players as well, too. You have relationship with Players that have potential new signings or whatever, but also with, with just fresh ideas, sometimes that could be uh, what he needs as well. But he definitely, the feeling that we're getting off him is that he definitely needs to, to ease that workload. Obviously, it's yeah. it's with two defeats, it sort of magnifies it all, that, you know. But he does want somebody on pretty sharpish.
1: Well, you know, in an ideal world, you know, somebody on this week ahead, mm. the, the Dundalk on Sunday, I think that's what. He would, he would like to do, but you know, liking and getting, as we all know, was two different things. And to be fair, he did say it wasn't wasn't just as simple or straightforward as that. It. Look, it, it, it's one of them where, just as you, you're right, it magnifies everything because you've had two defeats and it was just coincidental. It's happened after Renish left and went down to Waterford. Look, he will get the right man who he wants. Uh, I've no doubt about that, and it'll be somebody I would assume will be the same sort of forward thinking approach of playing high-tempo game, playing my front-foot attacking style. I don't think it's going to be... Rennie, jokingly, was always saying a defensive coach. I don't think mm. it'll be much a defensive coach. It'll be more about will just try and play forward too. Well, they
0: don't need a defensive coach right now. Like it's, no. it's, a, it's the so other it's side. A, it's they're side. They're, they're, they're struggling with the goals. But uh, for for anybody uh, that's going to come under that role, like it's, it's it's an attractive role. Obviously, we're ta- speaking after two defeats, but we're second in the league. You've got... Uh, some of the best players in the country. country. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, on our cup run or or or, or well, for the for the league title, going to Europe, as you say, like you know, what's there's it's a it's a very very attractive uh, position they go for. Like, so I'm, I'm sure he's, he's not short in, in terms of numbers or candidates.
1: No, there's no doubt about that. And uh, as I say, it'll be a case of watch this space and see what the situation will be in the next. Few days, maybe next week or so, I would say. I'll, I'll be shocked if it's not by Cork away, which is what yeah. 10 days, whatever, whatever it is. I'll be surprised if we're not number two young by, by that stage.
0: Yeah, well, another sort of subplot for on, on Monday night, uh, the match was, was the return of Declan on the as well. Too he's uh, I think we'll we show it to Gary Ferry for his stats here. Like, um. It took a wee bit of thinking on this one, right now, like, so it does sort of struggle with, but it does say that he was the last, the last manager, the Derry City manager to come up. That Randywell was with Stephen Kenny and, and manage a team against Derry and and take the vein. He he's he got a, a good reception from what I made out. You know, in that at Mark Farn Stand and, and rightly so because, you know two thousand and twelve FA Cup winner with a club. Uh, he's he's done so much. As a player, as a as an assistant manager to Stephen Kenny, and then as as a manager himself too, um, so so it was good to see him back up, and, and he's flying high at the top of the league now, uh, six points clear there at the top of the league.
1: They are, and, and credit them because they, they bounced back. They suffered a a, a heavy loss. They the Rovers at, the, at their old rivals at Dingley Mount, a packed out Dingley Mount. You are playing Rovers, the champions coming. You are something top of the league. You get move ten points clear, Rovers, all that. Rovers, to be fair, just seeing the highlights um, look, they've done a job uh, and they done a champions type job and got their victory. But as I say, credit then they they're gone, Gary Cronin, he's number two, two. They came up, and uh, that's an unbelievable result coming to Brandy. Well, they can those yeah. that himself yeah. deep down. Yeah, I he think he played it down about ah, know where it was exactly. we were asking,
0: was this a statement? One, oh. he was on, oh, no, sure, we've won a Dunsy core, we've won a Turner's Cross, but when you're coming up against the say side, you know, if you're right up there at the top of the league. That's a statement one for them. That's oh, that'll give like, them huge confidence after that Rovers. Big result. time
1: that as I say, they've bounced back, they've kept a clean sheet. They they have they, ha- they they've, they've mixed things up. Ballycut was out injured. Uh wasn't in the squad neither. You know so B-
0: Buckley being back on there. Buckley was a big back thing, there did was
1: a thing for them, definitely. But they've they changed things around and and they got the 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 victory and, and I'm not taking nothing away from them because they did get the victory. But I'm not saying it was deserved because, as I say, no-no was probably a fair result.
0: It was,
1: uh, uh You know, <laughs> Derry, as we alluded to, put on a bit of pressure when they were 1-0 down late on. If Bohemians don't get that goal, Derry, yes, will be pressing to try and get a winner late on. But, no, look, I, I think no-no <laughs> was probably the fair result. But, look, taking the and both credit to them, setting six points clear uh, of Derry, and they're going to be... Absolutely buzzing them back down the
0: road. Well, let's 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 hear from from Declan now and, and his thoughts of being back at the Brandywell and a, a big result which he did play down slightly. It's a massive, massive three points, but that's what it is.
4: You know, we've had five away games in the opening nine, um, the block of nine. So we've only had four home games and five away games. And they'd, look, to be able to send me twenty-one points out of twenty-seven—that's full testimony to the character of the players. No, look, we, we're just starting. We want to make sure that we continue to improve. But this is certainly given the boys a lot of confidence. being able to come to a venue like this—that's here. That's we went to Ancor. You know, we went to Turner's Cross. You know, we've we've been able to go to difficult venues and pick up good ones, and, and that's testimony to them. I've been here for eighteen and nineteen years of my life. I've had probably every role at the club that you could imagine. Um, but my life has changed. I've 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 went to another huge football a humongous football club in Bohemians and I'm very proud to manage that club and, and my sole focus is them now, right? But you know a lot of a lot of my life memories is built around this ground and they come here tonight it's weird, it's weird, but I have to concentrate on, on what's best for means now and that was to come here and be hard to beat and, and give a good display and, and try and take three points and, and thankfully we were able to do that. But this is a big statement, come with the brand it was a big statement in one but okay we will we, we'll not get too too carried away. we have to play a lot more games. But it gives it gives the players confidence that they can go to a difficult venues when they're down five or six players and still be able to perform and you know, they're only getting to know each other or, or back four only together maybe eight or nine weeks themselves and you know, I think there's a lot of a, a lot of work going on behind the scenes that'll help us get better as the season problems. I Think about that, a
0: lot's been made at Derry's home farm. You, you've, you've obviously managed the team on this pitch as well. It seems to be a big factor in in, in terms of they've dropped ten points now from the the, the their, their last
4: four games. Have, do you see it as a factor in, in the way they play? And a you know, very good so side, whether it's on grass or whether it's on ash. Some of those times tonight, they were very open, very expansive. And look, I think the crowd have to just stay with him. You know, it's. it's it's so important, continuity, you know, in terms of everybody pulling together. We're always did a fantastic job, won an FA Cup last year. It, you know, it's, it's, be careful what you wish for, because at the end of the day, they're a fantastic side with fantastic players, and really big players to come back in. So well, I wouldn't get too carried away at this moment in time, because there will be a lot of us in terms as the season evolves. you get a nice reception coming back there, was uh, a people, are brilliant. <laughs> people are brilliant here. They've been a huge part of my life, as I say. Um... It's bittersweet sweet leaving here with three points. It's not, but it's it's my job. It's my job. It's what I have to do. Um, but look, I, I wish Derry all the best. That's the bottom line. Um, it's a huge part of my life. Huge part of my heart. Um, but I have to take care of what's right now for Bremen's football club. And the people here have been fantastic. It's great to see a lot of faces again. It's just they have to get back here, really you know, and, and help help move the club on.
0: Okay, is he's, he's, he's very, very happy with that. Like, you know, he's, he's not, not gonna, gonna get carried away because it's only nine games in, but uh you know, he he's he's done a fantastic job. He's got a brilliant team around him down there, we we Pat Fenlon and that as well, too, and Trevor Crowley. So it's uh you know, it's and obviously Derek Pender and uh I mean, Cronin I mean, as well I I too. So there's a lot of experience there, isn't there, like so can can they go all the way sustain a, a title challenge, do you think, most oh, early.
1: Well, look, look, at the end of the day, they're sitting six points clear. Uh they, played everybody. They've played everybody now. Uh, look, they're going to be happy. They're going to be... When Deacon Devine went on, I would say he would have said to the Bohemians board, look, I'm targeting a, a trophy, which is obviously the FAA Cup and the league. is only two you can win in Europe. Well, at the minute, he's sitting top of the league. Europe has to be in aim. there's no doubt about it. I think the top four that's up there now, I'm not saying in what order, but I think that will be the top four. Bowles, Derry, Rovers, and Pats. I think Shelburne will just come up a bit shy because they don't have enough firepower. Slego are the most inconsistent team <laughs> in the world. Johanna are, you know, they can pull ours out of nowhere. Dundalk is just, nobody knows what's going on right. there.
0: Well, that, that leads us on nicely they've done that because that's our next opponents and nah, and
1: free and a free the bounce they've lost, yeah. like and you know, and like similar to Derry, beat four 0 beat two one, beat one 0 What I'm saying similarly the is they're not scoring goals. No. That's the big concern I think if you're if you're Stephen at all. Uh, and as you say, now you've got Derry coming to town and a wounded Derry who and a and a team that's going away from home, away from home again, and all this, but they're back in a plastic patch. Right. Away from home, it's not grass.
0: No, well, I'll tell you what. If that plastic patch is anything to do with Fats's injury, I'm gonna wrap it up myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hopefully, it's not that bad, and he's involved on Sunday. But as I say, we're recording this Monday night, so we're well ahead of team news.
0: <laughs> but, but but like two two wounded teams, give go under that yep. game on Sundays. Obviously, put back for a certain. President, that's come over. Um, uh,
1: young Joseph's coming over and messing everything up. He's fucking all Sunday. <laughs> but I don't mind Sunday. Sunday afternoon kick off. It's, it's you know that's not a bad. That's not bad. Like you know what I mean? Nice wee three o'clock kick off on Sunday afternoon. You can't complain.
0: Oh, there will be a big crowd, I'm sure, down at it. But it's, yeah. there's so much at stake for both clubs here, like you know, because Stevie O'Donnell needs to sort of arrest that form. That's that's that is really worrying. They're sliding down there. Um, you know, if he's got the eyes and competing for Europe, obviously. It's a long way to go in the season, and we've seen the way they sort of they shot up the league towards the end of last season as well, too. But uh, you know, for, for Derry, Derry need need to get a result, need to get a one quickly. They sort of stopped stop this worry for me. And getting away from home is going to be probably a slight relief for them as well.
1: I would agree with you there. Uh, I think Sunday is a case of you're right. Stop, stop the, the two run of defeats. Even if it's a point, it's a positive point. Uh, You'll not know, be going for that, don't get me wrong. Uh, and I'm not saying I want to get on the Oriole Park and just take a point back home. You know? I want to get out and get three points. I want Derry to be attacking. Uh, and look, that's what they'll want to do. I would say Dundalk, because they're at home, do they come out and attack? I you know if they come out and attack Derry and Derry click, they could get a bit of a hiding. So it could be both teams being a wee bit cagey early on. Still Hubin uh, back, is he? We well, are like a modest sub uh, at at Cork this evening, like so. You know, you would have him back on there and look. It, it's it's an interesting weekend because Rough they playing on the Sunday, there's two Tasties on the Friday night. You've decked and the Vines Bowls at home, to St. Pats, some Pats had a big result tonight. One at Drahan, and you've UCD against Cork, the two down there. Cork had obviously a massive one against Dundalk, and UCD suffered defeat. The Rovers, talking to Rovers, they play. They made off Shelburne on Friday night at Tala And then Saturday night, you've got Slego and Georgia. So everybody's going to be played. And Derry and Dundalk are going to be sitting, looking at the league table, uh, going into the game on Sunday at the minute. You've Dundalk and Ead. You know, who would have thought it before boss ball's kick are going to be? So come, as I say, Sunday, Derry could be further behind Bohemians or Shamrock Rovers could be above them. Yeah. Things like that, Derry will know. Both teams will know going into it. Where they're sitting and what they probably will need to do. I
0: think that's what the most frustrating thing over this last couple of games has been is the fact that you know Shamrock Rovers had the t- two tough tough games, you know against Bows at Derry Mount, yeah, you, you, you know, or, and then UCD, you know, see <laughs> uh, It was the dock there, It was a way at the dock, You're disgrace. It was the way at the dock,
1: And man, as you say, the end of way at Bose and everybody's going, Aye. oh, they might pick up points here. Exactly. You to they they open won- up a gap. Derry fans were talking about you to open up a further gap. You have. But Bohemians were saying if we get bomb we go for it, all oh, is crack. And the champions just come out and says, You won't like me when we're angry. No.
0: <laughs> and they're formidable when they're when they're like that as well, too. So Steve Bradley didn't panic. Uh they're they're right on there and that's what that's what the most frustrating thing for Ray Higgins, I'm sure, is the fact that they didn't uh take advantage of that and uh you know, their poor start, open up a wee bit more of a gap. Uh but as it stands, it's there's a point between the two teams, you know, who are where the pre season front runners for the league title, like obviously Bowser in the mix too and you can't write off Pats who are in a decent bit of form again. But after you I think Tom Clancy was on under a bit of pressure uh, one stage, which is amazing turnaround.
1: Uh, they, they definitely have, you know, they got the they drew with rovers just before the, the break and now they've won three in the bounce, beating U C D, hammering cork four 0 and then a, as I say, a big one tonight away at because Johanna's just so difficult down there ground, mm. like so that's 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 a big one in my eyes here particularly a Johanna team that came to the brandy on Friday night and got a victory so they're gonna go on cock a hoop and saying right let's go bring some pads on and Chris Farsi gets a couple of goals and no, it's a it's a big one on fair play to Clancy seems to have turned it around like I know that about it. Yeah.
0: Well is there much point in us doing predictions anymore because we're so oh far. Oh god I, from work I tell like.
1: you if anybody's taking any us, <laughs> you may just <laughs> wrap it up like, You're
0: working for a few of the I, I don't, don't... be doing <laughs> it. I wouldn't fire. be using... I wouldn't <laughs> be
1: using any mortgage deeds. I know don't pick any mortgage deeds out we our product like, but...
0: We'll go you ahead with this one because... Doc, big game.
1: Big game, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I'm expecting Shamrock Rovers They one on Friday night, so I'm expecting Shamrock Rovers to be above Derry City in the second spot. So with that in mind, I'm going for... And this is... This is a bit breaking news to be even saying a lot of goals with Derry <laughs> City, but I'm going for a 2-0 Derry City victory. I think it may be tight, That's zero zero. Straight, zero then. zero maybe even at half time. And then at that stage Stephen All have to say, right, look, we're gonna to have to come out here. We're gonna to have to try and get at Derry and try and get a result. And if that is the case Derry then um I'm, I'm saying Derry'll exploit them in the second half and we'll two 0 no. So if anybody's putting a bet on, see what price and <laughs> dock are <work. laughs>
0: No, but as you say, like they're 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 not scoring an awful lot of goals as as and and Derry aren't either so you know, you shouldn't, by that... No,
1: ex- no. Ex- you should be
0: expecting, like, to score draw or something. But, but I do just think, you know, the pressure off a wee bit. Hopefully, Fats' is not so bad. We get maybe one I'll or two... I'll you, are going to mass bar more
1: uh. every day. Just leaving <laughs> up the... Leaving well, up it the... can't be massing like,
0: you know... Uh, I just seen him going going home there in the car by Mickey Duffy, and I thought, Geez, that's two boys there, yeah. you don't want <laughs> to be missing for much longer So uh talk or should I go, know. thank God you're uh, not there? So, uh, hopefully he's back. I, I, I fancy Derry again. You know, it's just fighting that wee bit in the final third now, and whatever Rory does, maybe has a, a number two in place when he goes down there to Royal Park on Sunday, which might give them a wee bit of a lift around the place as well too. They need something, they, they left the mood. I'm really sort of like um uh, my time fence. with this.
1: Ah, exactly. <laughs> no fence, I know. Me and Michael, our colleague, would absolutely keen every week if you don't get off the fence. You have to hear at this stage.
0: Aye. i am gonna go for a draw. Um, that's
1: not getting off the fence, That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just
0: back on the fence. No, but I'm being realistic about it. I think and I don't think a draw would be the the worst thing, obviously if rovers won on their heady, you're chasing their tails again. But I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna go one all.
1: I thought you were certain to go nil-nil. No, oh,
0: no, but no, one-all. No? Can we go one-eats.
1: Right, well, that's, that's us, folks, uh, a Monday night uh, recording, and hopefully this time next week it's a, a victory when we're talking Aye, about victories. A Aye, exactly, and we're not so sorry about it. Uh, well, definitely, I'm, I'm putting eating on it. I'm going to go back to the house, I don't care. <laughs> See you next week, folks. We'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast jingle. And any city fans out there with anything they want they ask us, they can email us, simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or myself, kevin.nagohan at dairyjournal.com.
0: Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at dairyjournal and on Instagram at dairyjournal underscore. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat
2: as we follow the fortunes of Derry City football.